Hey guys. What's up all y'all out there? Hey guys. What's it's going through on? the crate. Hey guys. It's through the crate. <laughs> you sound so corny. Man, you hey look guys. corny. <laughs> Nigga, I look good. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about over there. Whatever. Hey guys. It's through the crate. Uh, 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 uh. Be like, what up, motherfuckers? It's yeah. through the crate. Anyway, welcome back, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back and tuning in. Uh, what's going on with you guys? What's going on? The last time I answered, you were like, uh, I wasn't asking you, I was asking them. And You're I'm damn like, right. Now, Tressie, how are you? I don't know if I how I feel about this whole intro with you doing shit like that, but that's cool. I mean, I'm fine. I'm doing well. Um, life good. is good. That's I mean, good. we went to a concert last night. We sure did. Was dope. Roots, Chance, Donny Trumpet, Taste of Chicago. Um, Boom. You missed a lot of great music if you weren't there. Boom. Um, what don't else forget do about do? the food. The food was amaze balls. Food was pretty good, but I mean. Yeah. The music was pretty good, damn good too. Was wasn't it cool to see? Uh, first of all, uh, uh, Donnie Trumpet, he always puts on a good show. Indeed, Chicago. You know, it's always good for me. Uh, before I got into hip hop, I was like a, I was into like a music, like a musician, like literally playing an instrument. And so it's always cool for me to go somewhere and see someone who becomes famous in this day and age for playing an instrument and not just for being an artist yeah so for sure. you know it's it was definitely nice to see a band on the stage with horns and drums and background singers but no front round singer it was it was it was dope it was dope yeah it was really nice and then having the roots perform right after that like that's oh. where like everything was birthed like the hip-hop bands were birth from you know Dude, they, they are fucking rock stars they really are they seriously are i mean when you talk about the term of like what is a rock star? A rock star, like, you can put on a show and it's a spectacle and just your presence on stage, just you doing what you do best, people go fucking nuts. And that was the roots. I mean... Seriously, it was. It I was... mean, uh, Black Thought just rapping through his ass and even flipping up his own cadences yeah, and stuff. Uh, every single musician on that stage had chops. Oh yeah, and then the professionals, and then also like the energy that they did everything with, like they were um, jumping around. Like the homeboy had that big ass tuba fucking. This is phone. Thank you. I can't say that. That's why I said tuba fucking looking thing. (laughs) A tuba, a big old tuba phone. A jubiler. He had a jubiler, and he was jumping around with the jubiler. He's a skinny little dude too. You see him? He's I almost didn't recognize him. Yeah, that thing wrapped around. Strong too, like you can see all his muscles and everything. And then also the dude, um, shut up, (laughs) giving me a look. (laughs) (laughs) Look at his muscles. Oh my god, his muscles—they were just so amazing. (laughs) No, so like, like he was jumping around and all that stuff, and then like even the dude that was playing the percussion jumped around, and then homie Kirk on the guitar like jumping around. but the like, dude on the machine, though. Oh my God! They had this white boy on the machine, on the uh, on the machine, doing all these like it was like a DJ set. But like, and if you don't know what a machine is, Native interest instruments. Yes. Uh, machine. Yes. Drum it, pad. It's a drum pad. Mm-hmm. And this guy had all of his sample banks memorized. He knew where all his samples were, how to adjust the sounds in real time. It was incredible. He was making beats on the spot. It was like watching a YouTube informational video. In real life, in real time. Seriously. This dude was putting on a fucking clinic. And it's also interesting to see how that is becoming an instrument to be played. Because, right. like, you know, a lot of people might say that, like, 
you know, you just bang, bang it on a pad. But like, to be honest, dude, like that takes a lot of skill to be oh, yeah. doing that live and thoroughly throughout and keeping that beat. That's like being a drummer in a sense, uh, but not se- like, no, I'm not saying that they are drummers, but yeah. I'm saying like, it's almost in being a drummer. And, and yeah. if you've yeah. ever played on an MC, like if you ever seen, um, uh, Arab music, like when he goes in, it's like going crazy on those drum pads on the MPC. Like it's definitely a skill for sure. I mean, it's it is an instrument. It I is mean, we, indeed. We just have yeah. to. I mean, it, you know, people always when technology changes, they always want to try to fight against the change of technology. But um, instead of fighting it, embrace it. Embrace it for what it is. And that guy on that stage really like open my eyes even to what the possibilities were of this this npc it's like oh my god dude he freaking what was he it was like live freaking music he did a solo on a machine it was, yeah it was it was like it was a impressive. full-on like dj set that he played yes like sample for sample pad for pad so excuse me burp off uh microphone um Burp off the phone. Burp off the phone. Burp, 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 burp off the phone. Burp off the phone. Anyway, um, but yeah, so basically that was like really interesting to see. And then um, Roots come back on. One thing that I also want to pa- point out from that concert was the fact that the Roots <laughs> made fun of mumble rap. It was so, amazing. I don't know if you caught this, but before he went into uh, uh, Black Thought, went into his like mumble rap little freestyle medley thing mm-hmm. he s- mumbled something about this is not a subliminal oh yeah i, d- I didn't hear that he mumbled and it was hard to understand because he was he was doing this whole kind of thing and he's like this is not a subliminal and then he started like this is doing, not a subliminal hey, started, started, you know fucking but, black thought kept, yeah and then he flipped it into that panda 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 did you hear him even do that like he was uh, taking shots but it's not a subliminal though that's what he said yeah like, but I man, mean, he, those are blatant shots, though. I mean, and even when they, Questlove got in on it. Questlove oh, yeah, hopped on the both, mic. They were going and back just, and forth. It was, it was hilarious. And what's funny is the crowd loved it. The crowd of very mixed Chicago loved it. Mm-hmm. If you go to a Roots show, you get a really good representation of America in the crowd. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. You get old, you get young, you get from black all the way to white and everything in between. Yeah. Everything in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just love the roots, love the energy, uh, love the sound and the, the, the vibe. People were getting up and dancing. Uh, even to the mumble rap stuff, they were still getting up and dancing. Yeah, they were. And that's when all the young kids from the Chance show uh, started dancing and stuff. And so one thing that I, I was actually kind of disappointed to hear um, is that when I, I got to work today, I was talking to a couple of people and some people um, were saying that they left after chance. <gasps> and I'm like, what? Like my coworker was like, yeah, I left after chance. And then um, I talked to another girl. <sighs> she was like, oh yeah, the roots were there. What? And I was like, dude. Were these young people or older people? Um, Younger. They're like about, around chance's age, so like 23 to 25. Okay. I, now. I don't, but like. <sighs> But we're, we're we also expect? we're also musicians, and mm-hmm. so if you remember when Donnie Trumpet came out, when he was kind of introducing the Roots and was kind of paying homage, he was saying like, "This is a group that laid the foundation for my career as a musician." Right, right. And I'm sure if you talk, you know, and 
we're both musicians, so yes, we mm-hmm. both know the roots. We're both very influenced by the roots. Right. If not even their music, then it's the culture that, 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 mm-hmm. that they brought about. People who are not musicians may not know the impact of the roots. And at that show, we were both there, and I was saying, man, Black Thought is pretty much the dude that I aspire to be as a rapper. Yeah. And what did you say? You said, he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yep. yep. That's Black Thought. Yep. And And so... You know what? The common folk don't need to know who the real God in this shit is. But you know what? The people in it know who it is. Exactly. Uh, and Like, so ain't the, nobody coming up against Black Thought. Nobody. Nobody's testing him. Nobody. Nobody. Not your favorite rapper. Not your mumble rapper. Nobody's <laughs> testing him. He will mumble rap the shit out of you, nigga. Like, that's one thing, like, because he, he, you know, like, he was looking, like, when he was doing the the mumble rap, too, like, I would hear words here and there. So, like, even when, when he would start it, it was kind of like, I think he's making fun of this, but he's actually right. saying something. <laughs> and it's just like the caliber of rapper that he is. It's it yeah. To me, it just felt like, you know, I can't do just mumble rap. But I'm going to show y'all niggas how it can be done right. and also make fun of you at the same time. Like, I can move a crowd that, that doesn't necessarily listen to this type of music because of the type of music that Roots listens to uh, makes and still get them to move. They even played fucking Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like, it's They're fucking rock hands stars. down. They're hands fucking down. rock stars. Now, now, imagine if the Roots had made fun of whatever style of music that Joe Button does. <laughs> no, there wouldn't be crickets. Joe Budden would probably write a diss song against the Roots. Right, right, true, <laughs> true, true. Because he's drop. Because the Roots were dropping some kind of subliminals at a show. Oh yeah, well that's the thing is that um, I think to give Joe Budden credit because I am, I guess, uh, the Joe Budden supporter on this podcast, and you aren't. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, okay, just to say, okay. just to play, I guess, devil's advocate. I, I would love to play that role. Go. <laughs> but just saying, like. I don't think Joe Budden would ever test Black Thought, but if he did, he Smart. would give. I hope he's smarter than that. You know, but but if he had to, Joe Budden is the type of rapper that would. Like if you're, I I would love to see that. Of course you would. If, if, I mean, as a fan of, of hip hop, course anybody would. If Joe Budden, a spitter, I would love to see wants to go with Black Thought, a spitter, thumbs up. Yeah, any anybody wants to see that. Everybody wanted to see the jay-z and nas thing everybody wants to see like the ll and cannabis like everybody wants to see those things when you're spitting because those are the beefs that actually mattered now when you get to this lukewarm ass shit that's happening nowadays it gets crazy so when somebody that's actually has lyrical ability to tear you and rip you apart what do you do well maybe we could talk about that a little bit let's talk about what joe button did to drake drake not doing I wouldn't say he did it to Drake. I say he did it at Drake. At Drake. Okay. At Drake. It's like, have you ever seen the Pope rolling around in his little Pope mobile? No. Well, yes, I, I guess. Yeah, he's got like. Yeah. A, I mean, have you seen the Family Guy episode with the Pope <laughs> and the Pope mobile? All right, cool. You've seen that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ignorant ass. Uh. But. <laughs> but so imagine that being Drake riding around right. in his Drake mobile, and Joe Button's outside. Throwing fucking feather Pebbles. pillows. I was gonna say, who threw that pebble? <laughs> no, he wouldn't say anything. Yeah. He wouldn't even hear well, it. I'm not he wouldn't feel it. I was gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? Ahead. Like he, yeah. it, 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 will, it will mean nothing. And unfortunately, as much as I love hip hop and as much as I love bars, uh, bars. That is exactly what we have here, guys. 
we have Joe Button throwing pillows at Drake at the Drake Mobile. I don't know. So if you want to call it pillows, pillows as it's not affecting Drake or it doesn't have anything to yes, do okay. with Drake, yes. then yes. yes. If you want to call it pillows I, in the impact it's having on Drake, not in the, the actual weapon. Ability or yes. lyrics, he, lyricism within it. Oh, yeah. Killed him. He has bars. Yeah. Bars. I, but I'm just saying, like, you, we can't discount the fact that Joe Budden ripped him a new one. And you don't know. How long we've been waiting for something like this to happen? I'm waiting for him to go at Meek because I'm assuming that Meek would respond because he's a little bit uh, less pussy than uh, Drake is. He is, but, but Meek just got off a of house arrest. He can't be doing all that. Meek, I know. Meek is just out and here trying got, to make money. And, and he's fucking Nicki Minaj, so it's like, so, when do I find the time to do that? So how would Meek but, look if if he went at Joe and Drake didn't? He would look like <laughs> Drake's bitch. True. So, <laughs> I get it. Um, he can. If Drake don't say nah. shit, he can't say shit. Right. And he won't. Well, he's still doing the Twitter figures, though. But, I mean, that's that's a classic, you know. That's classic. That's classic Mika. That's classic Mika. Classic Mika. Mika. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joe did have bars, but. He went at him, and it was pretty interesting to hear and listen to. Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't follow this, like, you know, some of the personal stuff that he got into, because apparently he was getting at him in the song, uh, Making a Murder, about uh, females he's talking to, um, and him being with the chick, and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't follow the, the social media super heavy, you know what I'm saying, I, I don't follow the love and hip hop scene that heavy, um, but apparently, I don't know, Joe Button is supposed to be this player, and, and, Drake is getting females from him. Is is this is any of this true? I mean, you. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it is. The th- like the thing is that I'm not going to be able to know if it's true or not because I'm not in that circle. Mm. But I will say that um, Joe Budden is one to be known with big booty hoes, big and Drake booty. is one to have loved some big booty hoes. I so, like my girls, BBW. With them having a relationship since 2009, I, it's not, um, I think it's safe to assume that they have a relationship to where they may have smashed the same bitch a couple of times. Probably, yeah. So I think, to be honest, there's nothing much for Joe to be really lying about in that. And it doesn't sound like some fictitious shit anyway. Okay. You know? Like, especially in that whole Making a Murderer song, like, he went in on a whole bunch of different things, and it just all sounds pretty fucking um, believable. Okay. I don't know. All right. I mean, you know, the personal stuff, I don't know. The whole rap stuff, of course. Straight. But even going back a little bit, look, thinking about that um, that line that Drake had that actually started this whole thing. So just to, so you guys don't know, there's a line within um, 4 p.m. in Calabasas that... Joe Budden really thought that he was 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 directed at him, and it was the line um, that was basically saying um, the, their whole demeanor just spells envy, and what? it has to do with like jealousy, or whatever, and it's it has to do with Joe. What? You, what? Go ahead. Finish. No, you you finish explaining. Well, it. I'm just saying that the, the specific line is like basically a, sub, a sub, subliminal. I can't even talk. Diss towards Joe Budden. Um, How? Who? Because Joe Budden stated on his podcast that Drake's Drake was sounding un, uninspired. Yes. On views. Okay. And spelling envy is one of is a reference to Fat Joe's studio album release, uh, Jealous Ones, uh, Jealous Ones Envy, 
And so J O E jealous J O ones O E M V Joe. So that's where he grabbed that from. And I understand that a lot of people think that's reaching, but it's either you're reaching really far. Yeah. For this coincidence. Yeah. Or like, or, or, or Drake or is Drake, that good. Exactly. And so, Drake, the man who made this fucking shitty album Views, is that good. But Drake, the one who's been accused of using all these ghostwriters, is that good. But the Drake that got himself there. Where? With the, like, I, I remember think, even, like, to me, like, stretch. I remember seeing, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yoga. If you, yoga pants. <laughs> oh, my God. Take off the yoga pants. Do you remember? I don't know out. if you. Just shut the fuck up so I can say this, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no so i don't know if you remember but like even back in the day like um there was this thing with drake when he was doing degrassi where he showed everybody like he had tons and tons and tons of uh music in like cd binders like probably because he was you know buying a bunch of cds and like it was like you know a bunch of rap music and stuff and then he showed like the tons of um rap notebooks that he had so it's not it's not a, a factor of if drake has the ability to write it's the um or the quality of writing or like the ability to write high quality lyrics or something like that because that is a very it, that that it's digging deep so it's like does drake have the ability to do that so so that line specifically for me i think is is drake meant it on the surface I think Drake meant that line very much on the surface. I feel like Joe Button, being an expert lyricist himself, jumped to conclusions. And so he's so you're saying that he's expecting too much from Drake in that area. Like Drake wasn't worried about that. He wasn't spelling envy, jealous ones envy. Right. I, I, I don't. You, that's. I'm just saying that's no. your speculative. Yes. I, I. I don't see Drake thinking it through that far, that deep. I mean, I. I I don't if I don't know it's a stretch and I would love for everyone in Joe Budden to take off the yoga pants. Oh my god! All right, and then <laughs> and then we all used to th- we all thought that in making a murderer that he was coming at um, Jay Z, but I think he's tried to clear that up since saying that he wasn't going at Jay Z. He was just like you know saying Jay Z, guess what? I'm gonna do the job that you didn't do. Yeah. Point I, blank. Blank. I don't think he was going at Jay at all. I mean. He he mentioned Jay's name, and you know it's it, it's a it's a rap battle song. You know it's a song where he's taking shots. So if you mention someone's name on a song that you're taking shots, and it's not necessarily in a nice tone, it doesn't necessarily mean you're you're dissing that person. Um, I think it's just it can came, be interpreted as it so. came in, it came off a little aggressive because he was going at Drake, and he was just pretty much telling Jay, "Bro, I understand you're too big for this. I got no, it. I, I got it. I yeah. got it." Got you. I yeah. I don't see him taking shots at Jay at all. He ain't that dumb. Mm. He's not. I guess yeah. And then he comes out with a new one called Wake. Yes. And that one is basically saying that he's at <laughs> Drake's wake. <laughs> yeah. So you know, first one's making a murder. Second one is Wake. Uh, gotta have the installments, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wake pretty much. I feel like he went in a little bit more on the musical side of uh of Drake and him being, you know, a swagger jacker. He didn't use that term, but I'm ge- swagger jacker. I'm generalizing here cuz these are terms that everyone is familiar with with Drake now. True that, um, true that. So, 
he he goes in specifically on a number of people. He talks about the weekend. Um, he talks about um, you know everybody wants you know him to put out a party album, but he keeps taking the parties out and put on his party album. Talking about him taking party next door songs, so you know party next door never gets an album. Which you know what I'm sure at this point party next door is happy just to be riding the OVO uh, train. train, right? Um, you know he working in the sweatshop. Exactly. Um, he talks about, um, you know, the, the ghostwriter allegations and making sure if he wrote it. Uh, and so it's, you know, this, the Wake song, I feel like he's taking like very specific shots at very specific actions that we've all seen Drake take and kind of confirming a lot of little things that maybe have been assumed along the way. Um, and I guess confirming through the eyes of Joe Budden because he he knows. He knows what's he knows actually going all. on. We know all. So, I mean, you know, uh, for me, considering how I feel about Drake at the moment, I was it felt good to hear someone else say it. Yeah. So um, you were more of a fan of this one than the other one because of just the facts of it going at his actual musical ability instead of some personal shit. Yeah. Built, you know yes yes um but i i still feel that they're both just they're both just straight bars uh you mm-hmm. know joe button has bars but at this point you know like i said he's he, he's throwing a, a pillow at at the drake mobile mm-hmm. and he will get no response and no one else in the world fucking cares except for people who do hip-hop podcasts and care about bars did you know though i just actually pulled up a interesting fact um that wake was released July 6th, 2016 at 2.31 a.m., which is marrying the time that Drake was born, October 24th, 1986. The same time. I'm like, damn, that, that you go into some fucking, like... Okay. Shit there. So, like, like I said, Joe is, has got his freaking yoga pants on. Right, you know what I'm saying? Stretch it out, nigga. <sighs> anyway, so... <laughs> we got that we got joe button apparently needing to put on some yoga pants no, no. he or, used to take them off or take put them on off. the put on the you know man pants man pants the man pants you know it's not like anybody had man pants on when they were fucking chilling in the bed with kanye west that video i can tell you right now it took away so much of my life 10 minutes of nothing no music like i, I don't get it I mean, you got this this one white woman, Anna Winter, I guess her name is. You got Bill Cosby, Amber Rose, yeah, Ray J, yeah, Kim, Kanye, yeah, yeah. Chris Brown, yeah, Rihanna, Taylor yeah, Swift, yeah, Donald Trump, yeah. George Bush. Yeah. Like, you got all these people in there. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Like, I felt stupider after watching it. And it feels like just a hype beast trolling ass video where yep. he's doing this just to get, like, not clicks, but, like, attention to bring it back to him to stay relevant to stay in that like when was kanye not a troll true even but like but but to think i think maybe his trolling was a little bit masked before maybe like i was maybe riding too hard for him before maybe this was the straw that broke the camel's back for me okay him putting out some stupid wax figure like i understand it's art it's art i get it and i don't get it i get that you're trying to be fit like oh my god it's art it's like you know now you know what on that art note Shout out to the freaking uh, wax, wax artist shit. who made 
all those people. I don't, I don't know that who you are, got paid. but that he shit, better have got paid. that shit, he or she should have gotten paid a lot. Sexist ass. Hmm. But those wax figurines were fucking like it was inc- it, it was dope. Like if you didn't know, like for most of the still shots that are going around the internet, the screenshots and shit, it looked like the people. It does look like the people, and I think yeah, shout out to the artists. Like they did a really good job. I think even like. The way it was shot was pretty cool. Um, but, again, I don't know what I'm looking at. Is this meant for me? It's probably not meant for me if I don't understand it. But... I don't get it. It's, you know, it's, it, it was just... It was just very, like... It just disappoints me because I ride for Kanye so much all the time. Like, people try and be like, oh, he's an asshole. I hate him. I'm like, oh, I bet you don't hate his music. You know, and stuff Ooh, another burp. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, we keep it real on through the crate. That's all through I'm the saying. crate, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, you, I ride for him, and I just be like, man, you, I bet you, you love his music. You may think he's got, he's a good guy with asshole tendencies. Right. That's what he is. And then yeah, that's exactly what he okay. is. Okay. And so when it comes to this fucking goddamn video. It makes it harder for me to fucking defend him. It makes it harder for me to be like, nah, that was, uh, like, I can't say that was art. Like, I can't, like, that shit looked like some some weird shit to me. Like, that just looked like an attention grab. Like, why are you putting yeah. Amber in something? Like, that shit is so old. Why are you putting fucking Ray J in that shit? That shit's even fucking older. Yeah, like, why are you doing yeah, this? Bruh. You want to move on? You want to get shit, like, your fashion shit going? Like, do that shit some other fucking way, dude. Like... I don't know. It's like, is the integrity gone now? Like, is like, what's going on here? Like, it just makes me question so much with life. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. Is he trying to provoke me? And then, lastly, <laughs> sorry, end of my rant at this point because <laughs> of shit. No, like, guys, when we watched the video for the first time, she was fucking speechless for the first two minutes. Like two and a half minutes in, it was just like a why. <laughs> I was just, I was so, like, I just looked at him, and I'm just like, dude, is he serious right now? Is he serious? And so, like, like first of all, leave Amber Rose and Wiz Khalifa and all that shit, like, and Ray J, like, leave that shit alone. Like, that shit is petty. Like, the same reason why I used to tell, like, fucking Chris Brown, like, stop mentioning Karuchi's name and fuck, yeah, like, you know, like, yeah. get, that shit is petty. Like, you acting like a bitch, and I don't want he can act like an asshole but you're not supposed to act like a bitch and why was the video longer than the song it was and that then was like three was four minutes of no, no it, song. It, it was just uh, shots of this bed with people in it nothing and, happened uh, nothing and, happened and then like I, and then it makes me think like okay maybe he's doing this the same reason why he does those f- weird ass freestyles like raps and stuff <laughs> that he does on like schoolboy cues like that part and, right, and uh, all that shit yeah. so just like is that what's happening like i had all these notes down when we watched the video because i, I did not want to forget the way i felt when i first watched it and i just looked at my phone and went through all of those notes and i only have like a couple things written down on those notes i just went off the cuff just now like off the top of the dome and like that's how angry that made me. It still, was just, you still feel it. Yeah, I still feel like the ten minutes that I lost in my life watching that piece of shit. <laughs> but yeah, so like that was just like, ugh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it at all. I mean, I was I was trying to ride with Kanye, and then uh, 
I I feel like you you pretty much said it all. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just those wax figurines were incredible. They were. That's it. I guess that's the only positive thing I can say out for that. Uh, uh, I don't even I, like famous that much as a song. It was alright. It's alright. It's uh, it's not bad. You love the good. album though. I did love the album. I love the album. I love the gospel of it. I mean, I don't listen to it as much as I I have. I pick and choose like three or four songs that I listen to like all the time now. But the album was good. So, I mean, how, how are you feeling as Ki- about Kanye West as a businessman at this point? You know, he stepped down as the president of good music mm-hmm. um, and he gave it to Pusha T. He handed over the reins of his, his you know, uh, piece off of the rock. You know what I'm saying? There's, empire. There's right. There's there's few people who are still feeding off of these, you know, really rich '90s uh, record labels. Ooh, you know, this drink is good to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Rockefeller was one of the big ones. Yeah. And for they sure. they've been able to produce a lot of um, extra things besides Jay Z. Mm-hmm. You know, title is part of it. Um, uh, good music with Kanye West. Right. Um, uh, uh, Rock Nation. Uh, which is big at this point. Um, yeah, it's huge. But now huge. Kanye has his piece. Yes, he has his piece so, of the pie. So, I mean, how are you feeling about the decisions that Kanye is making at this point with his piece of The Rock? Um, I'll just go straight to it. Um, I think he made a great decision putting uh, Pusha T as the CEO or... President. No, president, thank you. President of Good Music. Um, but... I don't know what Pusha T was thinking when he signed Designer. I kind of do and I kind of don't. I feel like I said, I think I said this in one of our our podcasts before, but there was something like, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe the energy that you see that comes out of Designer, like I'm trying to figure out the positives that come to this guy. Energy. The energy that comes out of this guy, um, the willingness to work. However, he had he finally dropped a full a full out uh, EP excuse me yeah it's just like a mixtape just Jesus. a mixtape mm-hmm. title exclusive right oh it was huh old English no it's called new English oh it's old now <laughs> it's called new English so he drops this tape and I don't know if you want me to just go into it right now I'll just go in uh, he drops this tape and this tape right off the bat sounds carbon copy dna clone future if you were thinking that it wasn't that before you need to listen to this and you will know that it is now and i don't know how pusha t even looks like steps into a room with future and says what's up like to me i don't understand how he does that because you you okayed this shit you know what At, at first i was i was on the other side I was one of those people who said, you know what? Don't don't blame this dude, designer. Cause his voice sounds like futures. Cause he he sounds like futures. Cause he sounds You right. can't you don't choose the voice that you have. You don't. You really don't. And he wasn't even using auto-tune on his the one song he had out. <laughs> panda was just panda, 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 rah! And he did it. Yeah, and you know what he did? It did kind of sound like Future, but it was just his voice. And you know what? I I had the man's back. This is his voice. You gonna judge a man for his the sound of his voice? <laughs> yeah, and, and his ad libs. Right, right. His flow was different. 
Mm-hmm. A ish. little bit. <laughs> ish. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was different ish enough for me to be like, all right, cool. Yeah. I mean, we're getting used to that shit anyway. Like, you change one little thing about a flow. And, and right. then he dropped the tape. New English. But nothing new about it. Mm-mm. Except that I hadn't heard future do- those I didn't- beats before. I hadn't heard those future songs before. Right. Yeah. I didn't know future dropped another tape. I mean, I wasn't surprised. Right. I, I you know what? I wouldn't. You, you know, would be funny as fuck if in like a week, future was like, yeah, I'm just playing with y'all. That was actually me all along. This nigga <laughs> designer is just a fucking uh, avatar I use. Or that, you'd just be like, oh, that's my little brother right there. I just wanted him to get some money. No, like, okay, I had designers back, and I was excited about hearing more music because I was waiting for him to prove everyone wrong in saying that okay uh he's just a future uh cookie cutter mm-hmm. copy right uh so i was i was so excited super excited and i was i was i had so much faith in pusha t super faith and i'm like man there's no way in hell this is what it looks like it is <sighs> let me tell you america <laughs> and whoever else yeah. China. Yeah. <laughs> if it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it wades through a still brook like a duck. Or fucks like a duck. I just wanted to say that. Have you ever seen a duck penis? No. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. No, thank you. It's a duck, guys. It's a fucking duck. Designer's a duck, goddammit. And, you know, I mean... Before he, I even heard the, the new English tape, you know, Double uh, XL was tossing out all these, you know, videos. And when I heard the Timmy Timmy Turner thing that the internet was going crazy about clowning him, we even I posted still it. had his back. Yeah, we even posted it. We posted it on our Instagram. I still had his back saying it's, it's different. It's creative. You know what? I'm, I'm all about people trying different things and experimenting. Right. But then you dropped that fucking future mixtape. So yeah, I, 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 and so, you know, whatever, listen to the tape or not. Uh, I actually, I recommend you do listen to it once just to hear what we're saying. Um, and then do whatever you want to do with it. You might like it. Uh, you might hate it or you might be somewhere in between. I personally, uh, listened to it like twice and I put that shit down, toss it in the tall grass. <laughs> Next to the Pokemon. Um. <laughs> yeah, and 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 yeah, even his 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 double XL cipher, he repeated the same fucking line over for the whole fucking for six. It wasn't even the sixteen whole bars. Cipher. Was it sixteen? It was like a four bar. I don't know, but he did the same fucking loop over and over again. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like a four bar chorus that was repeated through a sixteen bar uh, freestyle. And if and and if you think about it. That's his style. Yes, it is. Panda was the best song on that tape. And that's exactly what it is. There was one verse on that tape. There's one verse on Panda that copied. You can literally literally take the the, the chorus of Panda, cut it up, and stick it in random parts throughout the verse of Panda, and it's the songs. Like, he built the song based on the fucking chorus and the hook. What the fuck? Where are we? And the song's like, what, a five, six minute song? Not even six minutes, but... And you know, I don't mind Panda. No, I don't either. I like it. But I have to turn it off after like the first minute and a half. 
I can't even get to, I can't get through to the, to the verse. Like, that's the thing when it comes to this dude. Like, I don't understand what you think you're doing when you get on double X, like, for, and then that, again, my brain is going crazy right now because I just get so enraged when it comes to the fact that, that there's no skill involved anymore when it comes to, you know, when it, when it comes to, to rapping anymore. Like, if you're going to be one of the top rappers, like, get on that motherfucker and spit some shit like these a lot of these people that were were double xl freshmen weren't even prepared and this to me not prepared for double xl freshman cypher. like that's supposed to be something that that like Fuck. it's like we don't even take like there's no accolades anymore like people don't even want a grammy anymore you know what i'm saying because that that's but that's a whole nother story like there's nothing that hip-hop takes seriously now i feel like like there's supposed hard, to be yeah. there's supposed to be something that you hold dear like the source rewards getting that five mics and shit you, that well that was shit that you wanted to work towards and then when, you, when and the fact that we are just giving niggas participation points like nigga, you know what you, it's that's an interesting point part of it is is the culture of the younger generation and getting participation trophies for everything from softball to spelling nigga you can barely spell your own name. Why are you getting a participation trophy for a spelling bee that you lost? You lost. You don't get shit. Exactly. Like sometimes you need to fail in order yes. to succeed. And these sometimes people, they need to say you 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 suck. You you're whack. Yeah. Like you need like you need to know that people need to know that. Like somebody like constructive criticism. If we're doing a bad job on this podcast, we need to know that. Nah, so we nigga, can, you know fuck you. <laughs> Ah, uh, nigga, fuck you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. no, but real feedback but is very important. It's very important. It helps the artistic process. How do you expect process. to learn? You can't, you can't smell your own shit. You can't. Yo, I love the smell of my shit. Oh, I can't do with this. <laughs> oh man, I sit in there, G. I'm like, <sighs> you like angry kid. Have you ever seen that? Where no. he smells his finger and he goes. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> like it's yeah, about to <laughs> but but nobody else's shit smells worse than somebody else's shit though i can't i don't know really if i'm your, following you <laughs> your shit smells Sorry, worse than someone else's no i mean maybe it does anyway guys we're not talking about <laughs> shit here <laughs> shit is 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 a metaphor for hip-hop right so if your hip-hop sucks and your friends and your boys around you don't tell you that your hip-hop sucks and you put out whack hip-hop you know what? It's the fans' fault for listening to your shit and pumping you up. It seriously is. It really is. It's like, I don't even know how, how else we should beat this dead horse. But basically, nobody's working for anything anymore. You don't have to have any accolades under your belt. You don't have to have any type of mixtapes or anything under your belt. Everything is changing. And I'm not trying to sound like that old person that's that's like, you know, getting angry about like the times changing and stuff like that. But we need to make sure that there's something to work towards. Like that is that's Thank you. there's a more moral um like just a uh, foundation that everything needs to have. It needs whether to be a baseline. Be, thank you. A baseline, whether it be hip hop, whether it be um, something that you're doing within your personal life, your work life, anything, there has to be some type of baseline for you to, you know, start off, start with in order to get these accolades. If I'm not doing well at my job, I need, I have a one-on-one -on -one and someone tells me like, Hey, well, this is where you're doing well. And this is where you're doing. You need, you can use some improvement. Yeah. 
and that we need some hip hop checks. We, yo, that's what we need. We need we some need, checks and, and balances. And you know what? For, for so many years, people will be like, "Man, if Pac was still alive, he'd check this one. If we Biggie was still that. alive, yes." But you know what? <laughs> they may not have done that. They may not have physically done that. But mm-hmm. just their presence in the game and the influence that they had, those greats had on the listeners and on the culture, the culture would not have allowed that shit to stand. The, the culture, culture would have come down on these fucking whack-ass fucking rappers yeah. and told them, back the fuck back. So, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I And just to expand on that, too. So, I was actually listening to a, a podcast, um, Nori's podcast, Drink Champs. Um, and he was saying, he was actually, he actually had KRS-One on there. And KRS-One was like, you know what? That's kind of on us, the OGs, because we didn't do anything to make sure that these motherfuckers out here knew what it was. So it's like taking responsibility, like as an OG, and then also as a youngin in the game, like trying not to take advantage of things and actually understand that there's a process, that's, there's steps to things. Like that's why all these motherfuckers in gangs and shit, like that don't have their OGs, are going crazy. Yeah. Because there's nobody to keep you in right. line. There's always a need for some type of guideline to keep everything to keep chaos from ensuing. And what's yeah, going on? It's is, anarchy. Exactly. You need checks and balances. We do. We definitely do. And that's what's happening in hip hop when it comes to these like lazy ass ciphers, yeah. lazy ass rhymes, lazy ass like us lazy listen listening. And so I. We went on a good one right here, I, dude. <laughs> I really hate to say this, but because I don't necessarily have hard facts to back it up. Um, right. But fuck it, I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to say it anyway. Say that shit. Say that then. It, it seems up, to me a lot of this switch that happened in hip hop, um, when it came to the quality of the hip hop that was being um, not just uh, portrayed to us. Because there's been shit that's been put in front of our faces for a while. Yeah, definitely. For a very long time. I'm not saying that, oh my God, back in the day, all hip hop was dope. It wasn't. Nope. But however, you could easily decipher, you could easily make a distinction between what was dope and what was just commercial. Nowadays, it's a blend. Yeah. The reason for, and I noticed there being uh, um, a switch in that when niggas stopped rapping about selling drugs and started rapping about about doing doing drugs. drugs. And so now you've got a whole generation of fucking cracked out, leaned out, motherfucking super high, buzzing, mollied out motherfuckers who aren't listening or caring about shit about what people are saying, but caring about how the music makes them feel and how the repetitive patterns are pleasant to their motherfucking trip. Exactly. And so, you know what? When it comes down to it, we have a drug problem in hip-hop. We don't necessarily have a hip-hop problem in hip-hop. <laughs> I, 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 I get where you're going with that, too. I do. I definitely do. Uh, I mean, shit, what do we got? Lil Wayne, how many times has this nigga been hospitalized for lean, and he's still drinking this shit, still rapping about this shit? Right. How many people have we lost in hip-hop due to fucking lean and niggas are still drinking this shit, still rapping about it? Or not even just it. lean, due to the mixture of drugs right, that people are right, taking. Right. Like, even niggas is taking heroin now. <sighs> like, when did it be, become cool to be the user or in the abuser instead of the dealer? Not saying that the dealer was th- that cool anyway, but, like, the dealer was the one that was getting money and actually hustling and doing something, and that's something that you can take and translate into something else that you can... Um, uh, into a legal, profitable type of uh, yeah. business. Well, but Biggie when, fan, what's number five? What's crack commandment number five? Never get high on your own supply. supply. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it's like, why are we glorifying these drugs? Like it's it's ridiculous. I don't know, man. I kind of lost my train of thought when you went through that because I had to think about. I don't get it. it. I I just I just don't understand. Um, it's not cool to be the abuser. It's not cool to be the drug dealer. But you can't translate. The drug dealer actually has something that they can translate into the music business. A fiend doesn't have much that they can translate into the music business. To me, I don't see it. Like, what are you going to be a fiend for? You're just going to still be a fiend, still sleeping. In, like, niggas die early. I just, that's, I don't know, man. That's it. I guess we, we went on like an angry-ass rant. <laughs> and it was crack commandment number four guys i apologize i was about to say it was four five i was like five high supply it actually rhymes I don't know. I know. it's four yeah okay way to fact check yourself you know you know you know how i do though you know how i do uh, i do that i do that shit yeah i do that shit anyway um enough of us like ragging on these young ass motherfuckers in hip-hop you know what no fuck no i'm just playing yeah i know fuck them niggas man Fuck them motherfuckers. They want to go over there and get all high and shit. Fuck them niggas. Tell them. Fuck them. Tell them. I'm trying to get my uh, Denzel Washington on when he's talking about fuck them niggas. <laughs> so, so one newer rapper that I'm I'm actually excited about. Nice transition. Um, and that is was actually um, was he ever a double XL freshman? New rapper. Um, Logic. Yes. Let me double check that. I believe so. I am 60% sure he is. Go ahead and go and in. You know, even if he wasn't, it's, uh, if anything, it speaks, it speaks more to the double XL. Um, but this guy, I had. He was 2013's freshman class with Schoolboy Q. Okay. Joey Badass. Okay. Absol. Okay. Uh, Dizzy, Dizzy Wright. Right, yeah. Uh, Trinidad Jack, okay. James, Angel Hayes. Okay. And Riff Raff, unfortunately. Okay. I mean, most yeah. of those people are still semi-relevant today. Yeah, definitely. This so, was a good... That's a pretty good freshman class to be a part of. French Montana was in this mode. Okay. I think so. No, well, never you, mind. That's wrong. But, yeah, so... Travis Scott was in this, though. Okay. So, so Logic has a new tape out. And yeah, this guy has, has been putting out projects for a while. I don't know. It, it, before... Uh, I was not 100% sold on Logic. I felt as if Logic had a problem of being a great canvas for the landscape of his contemporaries Mm -hmm. in that he could pull a lot of information and a lot of thoughts and ideas and sounds from, you know, freaking the people that we listen to. His influences. Yes. Um... However, I, when I heard his new tape, I felt like he took a step closer to actually finding his own sound, to finding out who Logic is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his, his new tape is called uh, Bobby Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. I have a um, question for you, though. Yeah. Um, question for you. Do you think that he did that with Incredible Story as well? I feel like Incredible Story was a step in the right direction, but mm-hmm. there were still definitely songs on that record that, oh my God, borrowed heavily from Drake. There were like two or three songs on there that I felt like he could have written for Drake, and Drake was just like, nah, I'm cool. And so he's like, all right, I'll put them on, on my record. Mm-hmm. There were like two or three tr- cuts on there that I thought could have been on a J. Cole record. 
Okay. And there were a couple of cuts in there that I thought could have been on a freaking so you still Kendrick heard it. record. Yeah, so on on the it. second one. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. Um, This one, I felt like he's... I felt like maybe it's because I've listened to more of his projects and I've heard a bigger body of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of it is also him probably listening to a lot of those criticisms and actually honing in on, okay... Um, what works well with me and what works well with my voice and what what is going to be my sound. And I feel like he's taking steps in the right direction um, in finding out what his sound is and being able to deliver that to his fans uh, and, you know, potential fans. I guess so. So then, because I think what he did was on incredible i think he actually came into his voice i know that we disagree on that one because we actually talked about that um and then like on young sinatra the undeniable joint that he had um he blatantly took the beats from his influences and stuff and rapped over them and i think he did a good job there too um that one i think i i can agree with you that he did take the flows but i think that was intentional i've never really heard too many of the like i think i hear a lot of influences from a lot of people whenever the people rap like in general um when it comes to logic i think it doesn't bother me as much because it's so much paying homage but i do agree with this bobby tarantino it does sound like he has found his niche and found his voice a lot more like you know he's been he's grown a lot um and Another thing is it's it's a trap fucking tape. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it, he says it it's in playing, there. Yeah, he's playing to the pop audience. So he says it in there. He, he there's a line in, in the song where he goes, "This one's for the club. The next one's for rap." Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's always been true to the rap. He's always been true to the actual art of of in the in the culture of of, of hip hop. So that's one of the things that I've always like loved about him. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but Bobby Tarantino was fucking tired. I love that dope. shit. Yeah, he's like, what is it? Uh, this one's for the party. Next one's for the spirit. Yep. You know? Um, and I, he, he he was really cocky in this shit. Like, Definitely. He's like, talking that shit. He's talking that and shit. And he needs to one. because he's been in this game for so fucking long. Three years since he's he's gotten that double XL cover. Um, he's already been working for on on shit. I want to say like even three years before that. Yep. He's been doing shit for a long ass time and niggas is sleeping on him. And I'm 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 even gonna be one to admit I used to sleep on him, and I had to go back and I had to go look and do my homework. And this motherfucker, he's legit. Technically sound. Yes. Uh, part of my problem with him before was not just his 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 influences that came through in his style, but was also in me just not being super compelled by his story as an artist. His story as a person, you know, really? I, I wasn't like, oh my God, yes, I can totally relate to you. Or, oh, that's really interesting. I'd love to hear more about you, Logic. It was more like, okay, he's a good rapper. Um, you weren't intrigued by the story that, like, he, like, look at him now. And he used to sell crack. His his sister was abused. And, like, all that stuff. That's, that's a compelling story. For, for me, that's something I can relate to. I guess, I guess it was the way he portrayed it in or, his music. He like didn't, presented it, or it was the way he presented it. Hmm. Not necessarily the story. The story itself, but the way it was. It was, provided it was the way it was packaged. And, yeah. okay. He even has a line in this tape where he goes, "You know, I'm number one because people, you know, do the high demand, not because people 
buy it for the lyrics it's because they buy it for the brand and so what he's saying is people are buying into the logic brand and this is why everyone's they a go brand out. now but that was the point he was making everyone is a brand so he's coming to his own brand to be honest everyone has been a brand since the beginning of time i think it's always been some type of branding it's been it's been a part of it, but I feel like with social media, with everyone having a uh, a freaking cell phone in their pocket, yeah, it's it's more about yeah, the I, image I, I around the, the music than just the music. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you got a tape from somebody. If that shit was fire, you play it. Right. You it it was only the music, not based on the music and what you do in your personal right. life, and if you have a clothing you line, have no idea. You have a shoe. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Right. It's different now. Right. So people buy the brand as opposed to just specifically the music. Um. And I guess I wasn't sold on it. And part of it, was, like I said, was a presentation. Um, but after hearing more of his work and kind of coming, leading up into this tape, I'm, I'm very excited for the next tape. I'm very excited for his next full-length project, which, according to him, is going to be another concept album. Yeah, it is. It definitely is, and I'm excited for that, too. Another thing I'm excited about, Blank Face. Oh, blank, man. blank, blank face. Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q, 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 Q. Yeah, that motherfucker, that guy, that TDA piece of shit. Um, he's not a piece of shit. He's a great rapper. Yeah, I mean, so so we talked about him last time. He put out the song that part. Um, I just checked on YouTube. Twenty four million views. Damn, on both of those or on no no on, that, on that part. part? Twenty four million on YouTube. Um, no conversation with the fake. So it's, it's it's doing well. Yeah. Um, but he just recently released uh, two videos and two new songs mm-hmm. in those videos. Um, what is it? Uh, by any means and uh, Tuki knows part two. Mm-hmm. Just a quick uh, antidote or whatever um, on the side here. Um, that part. Was the number one rap selling rap song, uh, or rap single behind Drake, Rihanna, and Designer? It was that. So he was like the third most popular rapper for a minute there when it came out. So I think that's actually an accolade to think about. Yeah. You know, I, even because Designer was appealing to a certain art audience, Drake always <laughs> appeals to a certain yeah. audience, and Rihanna doesn't count because she's not rap. So like. That was something that was pretty cool, I think. But anyway, for going, sure, going in no, about no. that buying, is huge. Yeah, yeah, that's it's super huge. I mean, and it's a single. Like you're selling, like the the most. Like nobody fucking buys singles anymore. Right. So the fact that you're you're buying a single, like that shit, that shit was crazy to me. Um, and then Top Dog had a little controversy about that because he tweeted out saying like he didn't think people anybody buy singles. Yeah, people didn't support it the way they needed. I was just like, you know what? That shit was kind of actually corny. Um, not corny, but I'm just saying like it's sold. So I'm not sure what you're saying. Like you, you, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, going back to by any means and uh, Tuki knows. Go ahead. Um, he 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 released two videos, uh, with the songs. So so you get um so he released two videos with the songs. Um, and they're cinematic, they're theatrical. There's there's acting. Uh, you know, as much as niggas can act about being niggas. <laughs> it's not much acting in it, though, to be honest. Like, right, it's just it's, some real shit. Right, right. But the, the point is, it's, it's it's a story. And so he's telling a story with these songs. Um, and I'm hoping there's more videos. Because if, if we get the freaking 
hip hop gangster West Coast version of a Beyonce album where there's a video for every motherfucker. I'm all about that shit. I think he hinted towards that or actually said that he was actually going to be doing that um, when he was uh, on um, Hot 97. He said that there's going to be some more videos coming out. It's going to be like kind of trickling out towards the uh, day. It, it comes out tomorrow. Today's the seventh. It comes out tomorrow, dude. So on our next podcast, we'll definitely be talking about definitely. that. Maybe. Definitely, maybe. <laughs> That's a movie. Chick flick. We'll anyway. definitely be talking about that, maybe. I think we're going to definitely be talking about it. Maybe. There's no way that we're not going to listen to that, is all I'm saying. Yeah, so... What I personally love it. Um, I've I've always I've liked Schoolboy Q for a while. Yeah. I, likewise. Um, what I really enjoyed about these videos. Did you see anybody else from like one of the, any more big names from TDE in either one of these videos? Nope. So I feel like these guys have finally got to the point where they don't need each other to right. fucking get on and they don't need each other to fucking create a buzz and i love it yeah that that's the whole that's winning that is definitely winning. when your whole team is on like that yeah on their own and I, to me i think that's exactly what's happening um like asap rocky and asap ferg has that uh yep. tde has that right now with um schoolboy q and kendrick and hopefully soon to be j-rock and absol like that stuff like when you have a whole camp of shit like drake is only drake you know that's it uh future is only future that's it you know like maybe those two are like way too just too big to have other people in their camps but i really do love it when there's a, a, a collective yeah. of people that are I mean, equally on. skilled let's be fair j cole is just j cole j cole is just j cole and he's trying to get boz and uh, cause and um, a bunch of these people under, under Dreamville to to come up to that level, but I mean those people have a lot more um, development to do. Yeah. to do. Yes. Um. But yeah, but it's it's really nice to see a collective like that just come together and and sit on their own. I like it. Okay. And I can't wait to see what happens with Schoolboy Q's album and those two and the the videos Man. to come like the the shit had me on the edge of my seat i mean the shit's lyrical the shit is fucking gangster the shit is fucking groovy and to be honest it's <sighs> shot well it's shot extremely well yeah. and the acting in it is like like we'll just call it acting like the way that everything um went down is is so authentic authentic like everything about it is just real and authentic that's all i got to say that's schoolboy kudo for you yeah and it's i mean in in a nutshell, guys, with the Schoolboy Q thing, I feel like Schoolboy Q is kind of the modern day like gangster rap, right? Like he's he's bringing the gangster rap back, and so we we'll, we can definitely talk about the comparisons once the record comes out to the YG record. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the the these two groups kind of from LA, at least with the most recent project that YG put out and from the tracks that we've heard so far from Schoolboy kind of took different directions. They did. I, I like them both. Yeah. So so YG kind of took a throwback to like the G-Funk era and kind of took that old school familiar but West Coast sound. But flipped it on a sound. new type of sound. Yeah. But like, but like still had you that, the, the roots definitely and the foundations were yes. there. This Schoolboy Q shit though is like, you know, gangsta for 2016. Yeah, it's the new age gangsta. It's the new age gangsta. Like, 
like but it's not that trap shit it's th- no. so so they have that in common they both have that in common they're not doing trap style music they're not doing that atlanta 808s type shit um even though there's obviously 808s in it come on guys it's fucking 2016 whatever <laughs> but the point is they're not like rapping over trap beats they're not rapping over future beats they're fucking rapping over west coast beats um but for like the new school and it's it's fucking exciting to see it's, it's really exciting, exciting to, see. to see i agree that, I mean, not not discounting what um, YG has brought to the table. Still Brazy was still an awesome, amazing project. Dope project. We yeah. are also TDE stands, but um, YG did an amazing job bringing out that gangster music. Schoolboy is going to do an amazing job bringing out that new age gangster, and then hopefully there's more to come when it comes from the, those two and the whole yeah. West Coast, like because we love our West Coast shit. That's our roots. That's what we do. That's who we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's all we got, bro. Yeah. It looks like it. Well, uh, one other thing before we leave, I want to just let you guys all know that we do have the website up and running. Yes. It is uh, www through the crate dot com and then also i want to let you guys know that all of our um social media is through the crate across the board our twitter yes our instagram yes our tumblr yes and our website Um, as well as if you search through the crate on soundcloud you can find us there as well yes um just letting you guys know how to get in contact with us please let us know if there's anything you guys want us to cover if there's anything that you see we're definitely open to um, any feedback that you guys have just as we were talking about before yeah and on that note yeah we all done deuces it's all good bye nigga we out this bitch motherfucker i'm about to do a rant at the end of this motherfucker yeah don't turn me off don't turn me off though nigga